John Fish here. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm going to cough in your ear. <clears throat> How's everybody doing? It, uh, it was a good weekend of fights. It was a good weekend of fights. I uh, I caught some of the PFL on Friday, and then uh, I managed to catch some KSW, some Polish violence. <clears throat> There's a lot of tattoos in Poland. It's a little bit surprising. I was um, not fully aware. I mean, I kind of knew because uh, Michael uh, Martel, he was a KSW middleweight champ for a while. And um, he came and trained at AK for a little while. <clears throat> he didn't He didn't have excessive tattoos at the time. But I follow him on, on Instagram and stuff. And uh, some of the guys he, he's around have a lot of tattoos and just watching and looking at some of the KSW stuff like there's a lot of a lot of tattoos but it's just the dudes though because I don't I guess the only girls I'm seeing are the ring girls <laughs> from Poland but I don't see them with tattoos but interesting it's interesting um but yeah it's uh good to see you all happy father's day to all the uh the donors the seed donors out there the world it would not be what it is without you, and we need more of you. Um, stop pulling out. <laughs> Join the club. It's fun. It's fun. Kids really aren't that expensive, and they're really fun. Um, stop pulling out. <laughs> it's my measured. It's my message to you on Father's Day, guys. <clears throat> All right, if you're if you're thirty. Uh, years older, older, stop pulling out. Act like a man, be a man, grow up, grow up. You're 30 some years old. You got money in the bank, you got a job. Stop pulling out. <laughs> oh man, yes, yes, yes. We had uh, at least three cards, and there was some boxing. I don't know what was up with the boxing. Uh, and I went to an event, um, one of my teammates. Thomas Dang um, put on a fights, crown fights, amateur fights here in San Jose. It was cool. It was at the Plex, which is a cool little spot where they have um, mainly like a jumpy house for the kids. They got indoor soccer. They got indoor rollerblading for hockey, indoor hockey. Um, <clears throat> they had their first fight event, which was that one on Friday on Saturday. And uh, man, they got a lot of other stuff. They had uh, like being bag toss and they got booze and food and it's a fun little little spot. Me and the boys may have to go back there sometime and just uh play around and have fun. Um but yeah, man, it was a good night. Uh there were some good fights. It was a mixed card, uh Muay Thai and kickboxing, and it was really cool to see the man. It was all amateur, so there was a major difference. <laughs> in watching the amateur kickboxing versus the amateur MMA. <clears throat> like, I can understand amateur kickboxing. They wear shin pads. They have – it's full contact, so they have elbow pads, and they wear headgear. Um, you know, they have the shortened rounds, uh, shortened number of rounds, and you're fighting the same experience level, mostly guys. It makes sense. But then you get to the MMA fights, and it's like they're still wearing four-ounce gloves, no shin pads, no headgear. You can't throw elbows, but you can still kick a guy in the head. You can still, 
there's there's still plenty of knockout potential from hitting somebody with that four ounce glove. Like MMA amateurs is brutal. I I don't really I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't suggest it. I don't I think it needs to be revamped completely. I don't think <laughs> I, I I don't I wouldn't want my guys to do it. Right, you get to the point where I have my, my own gym or whatever. I, I I don't really want them to do it. I would rather, um, man, I, I'd rather have them compete amateur and other things, you know, and maybe even take up some combat sambo and do some combat sambo because that is way better. It's a way better option, I think, than amateur MMA. You're, you're much less likely to get banged up because combat sambo, from what I've seen, <clears throat> I don't know what they're doing with the American combat sambo stuff, but from what I've seen, they wear headgear, they have a they have a gi top, shorts, shin pads, and the and the gloves. To me, that that seems more more of a, a better deal for amateur than what we do for current MMA amateur. There's still way too many knockouts. There was a knockout. There's a couple knockouts in the amateur. I feel like <clears throat> you're doing a disservice to the athletes if there's a knockout. It's amateur. You're not getting paid for it. Why are you getting these guys brain damage? I don't think that should be – you shouldn't be happy about that, I think. <clears throat> I think you did a bad job of regulating something if, if there was a bunch of amateurs getting brain damage, getting knocked out, losing consciousness. It's different if you're getting submitted and you're tapping out. You get caught in a choke and you tap out. You know, <clears throat> I would even I would even push an amateur for the uh, the refs to stop it before they even tap. If it looks like it's going to go, stop it. <laughs> they got the choke deep. Stop it before they go unconscious. I don't care. It's amateur. It's not that big. People aren't gambling on it. They're not betting on it. No one gives a crap. No one gives a crap when you're done. When you go pro, all the amateur stuff just psh, disappears. Whatever, doesn't matter. You could be, you could be the most decorated amateur champion in the history of the world, and you lose the first five MMA fights. No one gives. Who cares? Who cares? Okay, amateur guy. <laughs> like it's practice. It's a step above practice. I don't. I don't know, man. It needs to change. I, I think it's wrong. <laughs> It's wrong when I watch it. I'm just like, really? It's the best we can do. It's the best we can do. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, there were some good fights. It was fun. Uh, it was cool. Cool to see, you know, a kind of a straight edge place like the Plex be open and welcome to fights like that. It's fun. It's a it's a cool it's a cool thing, man. <laughs> Lee the Fleece says Brian Damage. Nice guy. <laughs> Never met him. <laughs> Brandon Schwab probably. <laughs> um, I'm an old man. I'm an old man. No, I did not get into MMA because of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, bladder reflection. <laughs> no, I was in MMA before I even had heard of Dragon Ball Z. Um, just growing up, 
watching pro wrestling and then discovering that pro wrestling was fake and being kind of traumatized by that and wrestling and that being like the the realest thing to fight be fighting and being tough that you could do my mom wouldn't let me do pal boxing so wrestling and football was it that was the place where i could take part in controlled violence followed through with with wrestling because I, I just wanted to compete and that's the best way for me to keep compete and kind of fight people still and then i just found my way into uh into into fighting my coach at purdue was a fighter and was fighting in japan and i kind of watched him and and met some people and got involved <laughs> ladder is saying that uh he says wait i thought you were 28 29 no i'm 44 buddy 44 almost 100 i tell the girls almost 100 or I used to tell the girls now i have a girl I have a woman, a very fine woman. Um, yeah. But then uh, KSW. Or should we do PFL? PFL was on um, Friday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, in Atlanta. Jeremy Stevens uh, got a win. Where's the uh, rundown? Where are the big fights? Oh, okay. Collard Martinez. Um, what was it? Martinez got the decision. Uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. and Suto. What was that? A uh, decision. What was the fun fight? Um, Alvin Merson decision over Manflow. Manflow, really is his name? Manflow. Manfio. Manflow. Manflow sounds <laughs> interesting. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy Stevens, Mile Price came and trained for ADK for a little bit. Um, yeah, he's lost the last couple, but he's fought really tough guys. It sucks. You know? I think he's a little bit better than what you've seen because he's just <laughs> Jerry Stevens and he lost to uh, what's his name last time he got triangled. Tough. But he lost a split decision. It wasn't even like he got worked. Uh, and he also had, um, what was it? Nate, Nasty Nate, gentleman. He looked good with a nice uh, submission. He had to chase that choke for a little while. I'd show that. Like, they have videos I'd show, but they always they give me whatever strikes. <laughs> I can't show them. Um, Josh uh, Silveira also with the six-point finish. <sighs> Interesting. The, uh, the point system. You know, I think I think incentivizing finishing is a good is a good idea. Right? I don't mind the tournament system. What I don't like is that the I don't know. It kind of kind of caps your your ability to grow and make your most money. But I don't know. Uh, at least they can't rob you from uh, earning 
the title shot. It's not like you're you're awarded, you're not gifted, or you're not given the opportunity. It's not given the opportunity. You actually have to win it. It's not a bad deal. Um, <clears throat> Rob Wilkinson. Rob Wilkinson looked really good. He had a finish. Um, it was nice. He looked good. He looked good in that fight. Who else did we have? Uh, Dylan Monte. First round knockout. Yeah, Stevens, uh, Mercer. Not a bad night. The fights, they're fun. I can't uh I can't say they're bad in any way. <clears throat> Mr. Brannick, what's going on? Come to Ireland. Uh yeah, bro, get a get a get a get a couple gyms. Let's do a tour. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll come. We take a couple weeks and go like five, six places or something, whatever. But I don't know the area. It needs some emails, at least. Leave flee. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying here. You're saying that. I feel like they shouldn't have DC comment, uh, Darren Wynn or Mekashev cards, etc. Just makes his job tougher, especially if he has to interview the guy who uh, beat him. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's a little awkward, but it's like he has a professional job to do as the announcer. It is weird though, because yeah, Wynn's like not just a teammate, but he's like a secondhand man. He helps a lot with his wrestling programs and stuff. One of his top coaches. It sucks, like leading up to the fight, because he's gotta he's gotta do promos and give predictions, and you know he gave his honest opinion, and he's, he's got to say the truth, and that that's gotta be tough. It can be tough for uh for uh, Wynn to hear. And then if he's in the cage fighting and he's hearing his buddy, his like boss, his like good friend is like talking up the other guy, that's gotta be hard. That's gotta be a hard position to be in. <laughs> it sucks. But these guys are pros, man. It's a job. It's a job. Billy, what's up, Billy? Well, I have uh I have just put up today my uh most recent strength training guide fitch smash um strength fitch smash strength it's uh where is my uh oh it's in the link tree if you go to the description you can click the link tree and check that out we'll talk about that a little bit later i'm gonna go to uh there it is fitch smash strength We'll go and uh, talk about that later and what's going on with that. But um, we'll get to these fights first. I had I had to create my own system. I had to create my own system for strength training because the traditional ways just weren't cutting it. Like the amount of work you have to do as a martial artist, there's just no way. There's no way you can't you can't do the normal the normal type of lifts. I couldn't make it work. I couldn't have energy and still be strong and do my other stuff. It wasn't possible. But I'll uh, 
I'll talk about that a little later. Okay. Um, KSW, go to the KSW card, which was in the morning because it's in Poland. Uh, and I guess saying, like, there's a lot of tattoos all the way around. Um, and uh, I didn't know a lot of these guys, but there were a lot of good fights. There were a lot of good fights. Um, who did I see? Michael Martinick. I saw that. He, he looked good. Um, who else? They're all, oh, man, there's a lot of good fights. Arthur Spitzka. Or Spitzka. He was uh, somebody they're featuring a lot. It's nice because they have they do have English commentator when you're watching, so that was good. Uh, one of the what is it the co one of the co-main guys, Marcin Rosalski. He didn't he didn't do so good. <laughs> I think they're really pulling for him. They're really hoping he was going to be the guy to win that night, and uh, he kind of got knocked down like three times. I don't know if this was like I didn't understand like the rule. Thing that they were doing, but he got knocked down like three times, and there were—I don't know if they're kickboxing with MMA gloves or if that was an MMA fight. It was a little, um, a little weird to me. I guess I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention hard enough. <laughs> but I'm not gonna butcher these guys' names trying to say them. But yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty good action on the cards. Knowledgeable fighters, but they look. They look juiced to the gills, <laughs> every single one of them. You know, like they're, uh, I don't know, man. They're fighting hard and fast, and now I'm getting tired, and uh, fights are good. It's good fights. So uh, I'm going to keep trying to catch KSWs. I'm trying to catch as much fight stuff as I can, but uh, it's hard sometimes. I haven't like I've been missing the bare knuckle. I like the bare knuckles. I want to keep watching those, but sometimes uh, my stream doesn't pick it up, or I can't find it. All right, then we get into one of the best fight nights. I think one of the best UFC fight nights I've seen. Man, maybe ever. <laughs> really, I think. I mean, going into this, we, we said last week we we looked at what the card was going to look like, and it looked it looked like it looked like it had a lot of potential, you know, Win Hawes, uh, Dolidze and Dolids, uh, Dolidze, am I saying right, Roman, and uh, Dacus. I knew that was going to be good, and it turned out to be good. Um, Win and Hawes, Eddie Wineland. Even the, the girl fight, Oliveira, was really fun. Um, Ramos looked good. Was that the spinning back elbow? Was that the back elbow? I can't remember. But um, looked good. Yeah, uh, Wells smashed Court McGee. And Natalia Silva over... Jasmine, I don't remember that fight, but 
yeah. So like that whole, so one fight, like that fight right there, the Jasmine and Natalia Silva. Um, that was like the one not so memorable fight out of that whole undercard, and that's the undercard of the fight night. And usually the fight nights are kind of ho hum. So that was a really good uh, preliminary card. That was a great preliminary card. Uh, KO, KO, decision KO. So yeah, the girls, there's two decisions. And I think the, the Oliveira fight, there was, there was, that was pretty fast paced. They're getting after it. Um, that's pretty good, man. And then the main, the main card was not a letdown either. We missed out on Cerrone and Lazan again, and that fight's gone forever. Um, Yanez and Kelly, that was that was a great fight. A double, double, double finger salute at the end. Um, Marquez and Rodriguez, that was a fun fight. Rodriguez looked, I, we put him on the thing. I don't know if I've seen Rodriguez fight before. Have you guys seen Rodriguez fight before? I don't recognize him or see him from anywhere, you know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, but Rodriguez, yeah, he looked he looked really good. And uh Marquez, he's he's tough. Um I remember he had a really good showing the last time I saw him fight. He looked really good, but he was just getting smashed by Rodriguez. Rodriguez tough man. He came out of nowhere. I didn't I didn't know what to think. I recognized uh, Marquez from the last time I saw him. And I was like, oh, okay, this is probably going to be another opportunity for him to showcase himself. But it was, Rodriguez had different plans. Um, Smigalov eked out the decision. And then Buckley and Dorev, Buckley, monster. Another KO. Tim Means got uh, submitted by Holland. Kevin Holland is superstar. He is tough, man. He's good. Um, he's he's good stand up, violent approach, fights from everywhere. Can submit you. Uh, you know, wrestling could be better, but like he's tough, man. He's there to fight. He's game. He's he's always in his fights and he's always pushing. And then he's also um, a crime fighter on the side. He's also a crime fighter. He's the the black Batman. He's gonna be the next Bruce Wayne, Kevin Holland. Make start making comic books about this guy now, people. He stopped, I think, three three crimes. Right, he's apprehended or stopped <laughs> at least three crimes. I think he had stopped somebody at like a robbing a uh, jewelry store or something the night before the fight. Did I um, did I see, read that wrong? This sounds nice. It sounds good, but like. Um, <clears throat> Roxy uh, DePue is saying Dana gave every finish $50,000 bonus. It sounds nice. So like, oh my God, he's such a great guy giving all this money away. But they, they set records 
for the gate and attendance and and how much money they made Un, unbelievable i haven't seen the numbers for what the payout was but it wasn't it wasn't like what the fighters got paid as a lump sum is a fraction of what was pulled in just from that event alone not even not uh, the total net worth of what they make it's nothing it's peanuts it's literally like him throwing change at them like if you want to if you want to put like how much money they make versus how much money they're giving these people it's, it's like he's got maybe not change he's throwing wadded up balled up dollar bills he's throwing a handful of dollar bills at them after they've made bars of gold it's it's honestly an, it, it's an insult when i was fighting and they did this type of stuff i was insulted because to me, this proved like this is before we knew anything about the money. We know it was a private company; they weren't reporting on earnings. Like we had no idea what they were making. Like <clears throat> every time they gave out big checks and big money at the fight, I was just like, "What the hell?" So they can pay more. They have the money. I know they're making more money. I know they're making enough to pay people more. But no, they're not. And then we see the numbers. We see what they're pay paying people. They, we see how much they're making. It's freaking robbery. It's theft. It's absolute theft. Tyler Duden's name is saying it's like 2% probably from what the gate and everything they made. Yep, 10% or less probably. Right, And we're not arguing. It's not even an argument that the fighters should make 50% of the event money. No, total monies. Like the events only are a fraction of the total amount of money the UFC makes from use of likeness and image of the fighters and ownership of those fighters. It's like the amount of money that is being stolen from these athletes is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. Follow follow John Nash. Um, hey, not the face. I think is his Instagram. Not Instagram, but his uh, Twitter handle. He he's like the only guy that does a lot of the crunch number, crunching the numbers type stuff. Check check him out and you'll see. It's so it's so crazy, man. Thank you very much, Kenneth. It is the truth. It's not. Oh, he's such a such a generous man. No, man. It's like he's giving you bigger crumbs. He's got you fooled. He's got you fooled bad. Yeah, Kevin Allen. It's going places. It's going places. Uh, and then Qatar, Emmett. Emmett got the decision. I, you know, I was like, I was at those other fights and I was watching on my phone and watching the fights. So I was casually kind of watching it. Um, Javier Mendez was there. Talked to Javier quick, quick, and he's asking me, "Oh, you watch? Oh, you watching the fight? Ha ha!" He starts laughing because I'm watching. I'm like, "Picture." I told the boys. Told the kids because I brought with me. I was like, ah, it's picture in picture, guys. We can see one picture and then the fight at the same time. And uh, it just, you know, it wasn't a bad fight. It was a good fight. They're back and forth. They're fighting hard. But nobody, to me, nobody was dominating. Nobody was like enforcing their game plan. Nobody was enforcing their will on the other guy. And it looked like a, 
a sparring match, like an irresponsible sparring match where they're, hey, let's just wear our four-ounce gloves today and spar hard. You know, I, I, I don't know. Like there was uh, The urgency to finish wasn't quite there, and it was just a back and forth. I hit you once or twice. You hit me once or twice. I hit you once. You hit me twice. I hit you once. Just, I don't know, tapping back and forth. Less uh, just like, okay, bite down. We're going to do something. <laughs> we're going to hit each other hard a bunch or we're going to get the takedown or we're going to whatever. Um, so it wasn't bad, but it's just I wasn't, wasn't that into it. And, like, I honestly couldn't tell him who I thought was winning. Um, I don't know what the scorecard was. I don't know if it was a massive uh, unanimous decision. But to, from what I was observing, it looked fairly even. It looked fairly even between the two of them. And when it's like that, I could pick a, I could flip a coin. So, yeah, those fights were fun. And uh, I got the boys. They're getting a little bit restless because I thought – there are going to be a lot of other kids there, but there weren't that many kids there. So they sat with me and uh, got a little bit restless. So then I started gambling <laughs> with them. I started betting them. I was like, who you got? You got red or blue? You got red or blue? I was like, I, was like, I got a dollar on it. <clears throat> and I was like, I wrote them IOUs. Right? I wrote an IOU. Like, oh, they would owe me money. I would borrow, let them borrow the money to gamble. So then we started betting on fights, and then they started getting into it. So... Um, we bet on like six, seven fights. They won, uh, a little bit of money and then they used the money they won from me to play, uh, one of the, the hunting video game. So whatever. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to have them play video games. I didn't want to pay for the video game. So they beat me in gambling and played anyways. That was fun. I was like, I was like, I was like, man, what am I gonna do? Because I want to watch these fights, and I need them not to like act crazy. And uh, I was like, let's see if this works. So yeah, gambling, <laughs> gambling works. Uh, James had got a question here saying, how did you decide on the smash as your trademark fits or fits you well? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, all right. Uh, so the um, Fitch Smash. Smash is an acronym. Okay. It stands for s uh, Simple Measures Against Serious Hostiles. Okay. Simple Measures Against Serious Hostiles. And it's Smash is because um, it's, my, it's my martial arts. So it's my system. Uh, I've expanded it from just the martial arts into a way of living, lifting, eating. Okay even dating. So uh, that's what the, uh, that's what we'll talk about next is my Fitch Smash strength program. Fitch Smash strength. There it is, guys. Dun, dun, dun. Excited? Should be. Check the link tree. You can look at it now. And I am... Uh, <clears throat> gonna have you guys, my viewers, if you're watching right now, um, uh, if you use code uh, Jacked with capital letters, Jacked, J A C K E D, Jacked, 
you'll get 20% off. Okay. That's just for you guys and the guys on the email list. So um, watch out for that. It'll be up for like this week, probably till Friday. So if you're going to do it, do it. And uh, I'll take, I'm going to take that code off after Friday. So get after it. <clears throat> um, I'm going to also eventually um, do a package like deal and consultation package deal where you'll, you'll get all of the uh, um, fish mash fitness stuff. And then you'll get a, a, a free hour consultation and I'll put you in on the um, Fitch Smash Accountability channel on Telegram. It's a new channel, and uh, we'll be on there to, like, post our workouts, post our progress, get support, um, have people give us advice on what we need to do, how to do things better. I'll be in there answering questions, right? It'll be good. It'll be good. Because sometimes you just need somebody to tell you to stop being a bitch and put down the cookie. So you'll have a little group there, and you can be like, I'm weak. I have a sleeve of Oreos or Chips Ahoy. I remember those days. You get a big-ass glass of milk, big-ass glass of milk, and a sleeve of Chips Ahoy's. Man. Now if I had like three of those cookies, I'd probably feel a little sick. But yeah, it'll be good. Um, and I, I, I started. I'll get to the super chat in a second here. I, um, I came up with the program. If you haven't read my blog, is you know I started lifting early, like maybe I probably got my first. I got a curl bar, my first set of weights. <clears throat> I was probably uh, sixth or seventh grade, and I messed around on my own. We had like a, a universal type pulley lever machine a care cable machine in our, in our, in our house, our basement <clears throat> that I messed around on, but like, I had no formal training. There was no internet. Uh, I wasn't watching videos. I didn't have, you know, muscle fitness magazine or anything like that. I was just goofing around like with what I thought I needed to do because I wanted to be a football player and I was already wrestling. Um, then after my seventh grade year, I started going to the high school with my sister and brother, most of my sister. Um, yeah, I, yeah, and, and my brother too, I'd ride along. But like I would go with them and the, and the high school coach was cool with me lifting with the, the older kids because you know I, I acted more mature, I wasn't goofing around, I was quiet, I just would come in, I'd lift, do my thing. So he would let me come in and, and lift and it was the first time I had like program and people to help and spotters and whatever. So like I started lifting and I immediately started having a lot of better results with everything athletic wise. You know, I got abs the first time I started to fill out, started to look, you know, more like a man and it's hooked like lifting was a passion. It was a part of, you know, making myself better to get to the next level and do the next big thing. And I lifted all the way through college and we had, you know, our, our, our strength conditioning coach was also the football strength and conditioning coach. So he had us doing lifts, but like, man, most guys skipped the lifts and didn't do many of the lifts. I struck to the lifts and did as much as I could of the lifts, but I, I feel like their lifting protocols then even was holding us back. 
now that I, now that I look at it, I didn't know any better at the time, but looking back at it, because we were lifting like the same type of lifts the football players were lifting. Like we were doing the same type of stuff. It wasn't, I don't think it was like custom for us, at least looking back. And I got to California and I had my gym membership here. Uh, it was Bally's before they went out of business. And I would go there to lift and man, like, like the first month, or, you know, I probably did it for like two months before I canceled my, my thing. But I was immediately like tired, <laughs> immediately like couldn't sleep enough, couldn't get enough sleep. My uh, output just wasn't as good at training and practice. And it was just I was doing the same old routines that I had been taught before in, in football and wrestling and, and stuff I'd learned from bodybuilding magazines. Now that, you know, I'm fighting and I'm, I'm training, you know, I would get my lift in, then I got jujitsu, and then I got MMA training, and then I got jujitsu again at night, and then maybe some mitts or cardio. It's too much. It's way too much. So then I had to, uh, I stopped. I stopped because my body couldn't handle lifting. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm in a weight class sport. I'm cutting down to 170. I'm already big for my weight. You know, all the grappling we do with all the wrestlers and everything, that's, that's probably good enough. And I thought it was good enough. And I don't think it was bad, but I think it definitely would have benefited. Definitely would have benefited from lifting if I would have known all the way through the system that I created in 2013, that would have been a big help. But, you know, I, uh, I didn't live for a long time, and then I went vegan, like 2010. Uh, at the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, which was when I fought BJ Penn. So I was already vegan then for a little bit. I'd lost like 10 pounds of lean muscle, I think, by the time I fought him. And, um, you know, after that, I came back and, you know, I had the shoulder surgery. I got injured in that like training camp, um, I came back, I lost uh, to uh, Johnny Hendricks, you know, and I was just like getting ready for another fight and then I got hurt again. And I was just like, man, I can't, I can't do this. Like I hurt my knee from guys falling on me and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Something's wrong. I was like, I gotta start lifting again. It's gotta be that. Like I'm too lean, I'm too, not lean, I'm too skinny, my horsepower is gone. I'm getting hurt all the time. My body's breaking down. It's like the vegan crap and then not lifting was just no good. Disaster. Disaster. So I started to formulate a way that I could lift, stay strong the way I needed to, and still do all my workouts, still do everything. And I, I started thinking about, you know, I'm a martial artist. Like we should think about the martial way and and it's not about, you know, oh, I sprint for a little bit of time and I take a bunch of time off. Like martial arts and the martial arts life and living is supposed to be like, I have a regimented way to live all the time, every day throughout the year. You know, I brush my teeth, I comb my hair, I, I wash my clothes, I, I clean my stuff, I take care of my stuff, I, you know, I do my chores, I, I lift, <laughs> that type of thing. It doesn't have to be you know, just the eight weeks, 12 weeks that we're training for the fight type of thing. So I put this together. I added more days of lifting, but less lifts per day. So I'm lifting six days a week. The essential lifts are only four days. So you could really take breaks on the 
beach muscle days. If you don't want to do beach muscles, you can take those days off. But the essential lifts, you need to do those. And I'm never doing more than four exercises on those essential lift days. Now that I'm retired, like my Mondays and Thursdays, like I do three. I usually do three exercises. And I've been doing that for, uh, man, since 2013. But I've been retired and I haven't been doing hard cardio or hard gym training. And I still am staying in shape. I'm still staying strong. I'm still staying big. It works. So I'm sharing that with everybody. And I'm hoping that uh, people find as much success with it as I do. Because I can, I can, I knock my workouts in 30, 35 minutes. I can do my cardio after, like a whole, your full, your full day of workout. You're in less than an hour. It's pretty damn good. All right, let's check out this super chat from <clears throat> Big Boss. $100. Oh, man. Just thank you for teaching men how to control their emotions instead of expressing them. Teaching men how to fight comes with so many disciplines that will keep them safe and the people they care for. Do you know any RPL fight groups in... Oh, man, I can't read. North California? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, most fight gyms and fight places are probably what you call purple pill, right? They have a lot of uh, natural type of red pill instincts, but some of them will still get trapped in a lot of the blue pill conditioning. Uh, I was trying to do with Smash Society is trying to create a group of people just to hang out sometimes. It wasn't even martial arts uh, or fighting stuff. And, and I had a hard time here in uh, NorCal. It's hard to hit, hit, get those guys. It's hard to unplug dudes. It's hard to unplug dudes. Uh, or at least I couldn't. I didn't find a way to reach them um, effectively. So I'm, I'm switching things up on my Patreon. And, and uh, it's going to be more about accountability and the fitness stuff. We'll still have the fight stuff as a part of it because that is part of Fitch Smash. Um, but a lot of guys, man, it's so hard just to get somebody to work out. Just to get somebody to like eat well and lift weights the bare minimum it's hard to get people to do that then make them step another level up and like learn to fight get themselves put themselves in, in super embarrassing positions basically that's what learning how to fight that's what it is that's what you do you're gonna have to get put into embarrassing positions over and over and over again humiliating positions over and over and over again that's just what it is and people some people just will not ever let themselves do that even even if you're like, hey man, like being put in these embarrassing situations is gonna save your life. No, nope. it's also gonna make you grow as a person too. Cause it's just like, oh well, you know what? That embarrassing thing, it wasn't that bad. And I survived it. I survived being north south. I and I advised I survived being choked with somebody's legs with their crotch in my face. I'm still alive. We're okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. It's just good. It's good. It's good for people to do. But it's hard to get people to get into it. Uh, that's why I'm I'm trying to use the scare tactics with my learn to fight videos. Like marketing is fear, fear is marketing, whatever. I'm like, man, I try to be nice about. Hey, man, you should probably really study some of this stuff. You know, it'll help get you in shape. It'll help alleviate anxiety. To help you mentally, it's really good. Martial arts is good for you, man. But it's also dangerous out there. 
because there are there are bad people and there are people who just have bad days. You need to be ready for both of them. And knowing how to fight, we'll, we'll make sure you're ready if something happens. Patrick, thank you very much. It's getting a little wild. It's hot. It's getting hot out here, though. I don't know if I can continue it. Hair's getting long. Beard's getting thick. Robust. <laughs> yep. Patrick uh, is talking about the $50,000. 50000 is too little. I say it should be 100000 not even, not even. It should be that they're allowed, uh, all fighters should be allowed 50%. They should make 50% of all revenue. That would be a huge pay bump, way more than that little 50000 to the finishes. And then they should be allowed to get their own sponsors, wear their own sponsors. They're not employees, independent contractors. They should be allowed to wear their own sponsored gear, their own shorts, whatever. And... Um, Hell, boxers can negotiate what gloves they wear. Why shouldn't you be allowed to negotiate what gloves? You're the show. You're there. What people are there to fight. There, you're you're the reason people are there to watch. It wasn't for the people. It wasn't for the fighters. There's no promotion. If there's no promotion. The fighters can promote themselves. That's the facts. People don't want to swallow. Right. Okay. We have another fight next week, right? Next weekend, another UFC, UFC on ESPN. Arman Sarukian, Matus Gamrat, Gamrat, Neil Magni, Shavkat. Oh, okay, Rachmanov, Rachmanov. That's gonna be fun. That's going to be really interesting. Um, but, yeah, this is – is this next weekend? When is this? Yeah, June 25th. I may not be able to see this. We'll see. Uh, there's a good chance that I will be traveling. I have a little vacation coming up with the kiddos. So uh, the next couple Sundays I'll be not here. So, uh, I have to figure out what to do for the stream. I might pre-record something and um, just run it then. Or I may be able to just do a show from my phone. I don't know what the reception is going to be like there. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. But I got Learn to Fight videos already made and in the tank and ready to post. So... Desolf will be up regardless for you guys to check out. Um, again, check the uh, strength course out. I'm going to put it up in the chat right now. Fit strength. Check it out. Um, be good stuff. When uh, <clears throat> I get uh, everything up and ready, because I have a kettlebell. Uh, workout also I'm going to put up 
And it is one of the exercises I do for my beach muscle day workout. It's one of the things I do when I'm uh, on my Wednesday or my Sunday lift. And I, uh, I do that kettlebell routine pretty, pretty regularly, but I do, I do stop and switch it up. Cause I, some days I just do the bands. Sometimes I want to use my other, my other weights and I still need to invest in a couple other, a couple other things, a couple more, maybe a couple more kettlebells and then some, uh, some different bars. So, you know, curl bar and then like a trap bar would be cool, but that's coming. That's coming. I got some things to figure out, work out. There may be a potential move into San Diego. I don't know. I'm going to be looking around at some stuff. I don't know if it's possible at all, though. Um, but it is something the ex is open to because she's got family there. And I'm like, if I'm going to have to pay California prices. I'd rather be closer to the beach. So that's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. I'll be checking that out. Um, what do you guys got? Anybody got any more questions for me? Um, yeah. What else is on that fight card? Umar Nurmagomedov is there, is fighting. Maness, Nathan Maness, 14-0 versus 14-1. That's uh, Habib's bro. Okay, okay. And then the prelims. I am not recognizing... I don't recognize any of the names. So, yeah, we went from a super packed card. I wonder if ESPN's pissed about this. <laughs> you know, like the last card was pretty pretty good. There are some, a lot of names, recognizable names and people on that card, exciting matchups. And uh, that was a fight night. Now you go on UFC on ESPN, and it's... Our man Sakurian. I don't know who that is. Neil Magny is there. And do they not like Neil? Because <laughs> uh, this guy's tough and nobody's heard of him. He's got like one UFC fight, right? The Kazakhstan guy. Shavkat Rachmanov. He's got a tough name, I must say. Common writer is saying, hopefully Cannonier doesn't just take pictures against Izzy and actually finds a way to cut the cage and land heavy blows. That's really what it is. Can you can you move enough to make him commit the punches to move around the punches rather than jumping in and trying to hit him? I think jumping in and trying to hit him is really bad, really bad uh, game plan. But it seems like that's what most people are trying to do. Ward is saying, I mean, fighting, it, 
not a sport you can do 80 percent intensity no it's not it is something that you need to step on the gas for him and that's and that's honestly that's um that's something you see a lot of guys early on in fighting maybe the first fight whether pro or amateur but that's one of the things that kind of separates you know the, the the fighters from everybody else is the ones that don't really know what they're doing they don't really know how to kick it into that kill mode they don't know how to take it to 100 percent. they don't know they don't know like they're still playing it's still kind of a game they're still kind of larping at it until that first punch comes through and you're like what's happening um did we get through the whole yeah did i did i did i not i don't know i talk about haas haas looked really good but yeah when yeah i caught early and just no chance cody stammen uh i think eddie wyland maybe should be done the last two fights he had didn't look good and i wouldn't want to see him get actually hurt yeah ah arman is the kid that half the people think beat Islam already. Outside the kid who knocked Islam out. He's great. So they did fight? So Islam lost to Arman? Islam versus Sarukian. One is still on YouTube. It's a good match. Where did they fight? M1 Global or something? Did they, did they? I don't know. I don't know if I can find it. So this is the guy everybody thinks um, is the guy to beat Islam. Let's say I think that's hard to uh, believe. Was it a UFC fight? They fought once already. No. I didn't even see this fight. Interesting. 
Very interesting. Um, this is a while ago, but Islam has gotten really good. His stand-up's gotten a lot better. Jiu-Jitsu's really good. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to watch this fight sometime and see what's happening. Uh, but, yeah. Um, what else we got here? Bellator 283 is next weekend. Okay. Musashi and Eblin. Musashi and Eblin. Yeah, man. It's like they have Musashi's such a great fighter. But like they don't have they don't really have the names of the talent, you know, to showcase him properly, I think. You know, he needs his villain. He, you know, every Batman needs a Joker. Where is Musashi's Joker? Where is he the Joker? Where's his Batman? I don't know. All right, guys. That was a epically awesome show. Thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Much appreciated, big boss man. Um, if you want lessons, if you want lessons, hit me up. Hit me up. And, uh, yeah, we can... Uh, work on something. I'll teach you how to fight. I'll teach you. I'll teach you what's up. Okay. Uh, send me DMs or message. Send me a uh, email at yo johnfish yo at johnfish.net. That's Team Fitch, and we'll get back to you. But yeah, as far as red pill fight groups, I haven't been able to put it enough together. There are guys out there here and there, but I wasn't able to figure out a way to pull us in. But hit me up if you're in the if you're in the area, man. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Appreciate y'all. Happy Father's Day. Stop pulling out if you're over 30. <laughs> I'll check y'all later. <laughs>